Exit. 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 All right. Welcome. Okay, I'm going to do it for real this time. Welcome to Exitainers, a show where we usually talk about entertainment and sometimes things that aren't that. Matt's in California. I'm not. So, to, uh, uh, to replace him for a day, for a week, for a day, is our mutual friend in front of the show, D.D. Hi. Um, I'm D.D. I, um, I am a, I, an Exitainers fan uh, and listener. Um, and also a friend of Freeman and Matt. I did mention that. Oh, yes, you did. Um, but that's fine. I was You're... going to say that I'm Matt's replacement, but you also mentioned that. So basically, <laughs> I'm just here to talk you... about. Yes. I can't talk on a microphone by myself. I get scared. And so Dee Dee's here to make me feel better. Yeah. By being here. So, Dee Dee, what do you have lined up for us? Because I've been told through the grapevine that you have something planned. I do. I have done a Google deep dive on um, what, is, what I consider to be the greatest cover band ever, um, Dread Zeppelin. Not to be mistaken for Led Zeppelin. This is Dread Zeppelin. With a D. Um, yes, D-R-E-A-D Zeppelin. Um, so basically, Dread Zeppelin is a Led Zeppelin cover band. Uh, their songs are a, a reggae style interpretation of classic Led Zeppelin songs. Um, the kicker, though, is that the lead singer um, is a Vegas style Elvis impersonator um, who goes by Tortelvis. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. His name so, is Tortelvis. So I'm going to hang on to that for a second because okay. I've got a whole list of. The names of the members, um, oh, not they... just like current members, like all, all possible all members, members from that have been in Dread Zeppelin. Past, and present, and future. There's, yeah, there's a so lot. They all have funny, funny stage names? Yes. Okay, funny stage names are some of my favorite things to listen to. Some of them aren't like hilarious, but they fit the theme. That's fine. Um, so they also this was just something weird that i found they've toured extensively around the world apparently that's like a direct quote mm. i did not think that a led zeppelin reggae elvis cover band would have a global audience it feels pretty niche like you would yeah. have to be a very specific kind of person to enjoy it um i agreed yeah out of our possible probably 15 people that were healed hear this how many of them will enjoy dread zeppelin i think that everyone should enjoy Dread Zeppelin at least once in their life. All of them. Yeah, just treat Everyone yourself will to a little it. bit of ear candy. This is not subjective art. This is objectively good shit. Yeah, that I'm shoving down your throat. So, enjoy. Um, another thing, like the most major record label that they were signed to is IRS Records, who also uh, Which did... Which is huge. Yeah, R.E.M., The Go-Go's, Black Sabbath, The Bangles, and Oingo Boingo. So... Fucking love Oingo Boingo. Right? I'm sorry, can I just... Matt doesn't know who the fuck Oingo Boingo is, and that really, that bums me out. Because, um, like, you know Danny Elfman. That's 
Boingo Boingo is, is Danny Elfman. I will be honest. I don't know much about the band. I wrote here in little brackets, just in case you didn't. Um, <laughs> new wave slash art rock. Of Come on. Boingo. I love Boingo Boingo. Boingo Boingo. Okay. I need to, I need to just completely stop. So you know any Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Nine, like nine out of ten, you're going to find Danny Elfman doing the score. Okay. He is such a good composer. And then he was like, I'm going to do a weird new wave like fucking whatever I want band and then he called it Oingo Boingo and it is so fun and one of his first songs off the first album you may be familiar with it is called Little Girls do you know the song where there's like it's a guy and he's singing a little high pitched about how much he loves little girls and they make him feel so good I can't say that I am familiar with that little okay well it is a great song making where it is directly parodying, you know, executives being pedophiles. That's fun. And he did that for his first song of his first album, and people loved it. And okay. I don't know how he got away with it, but that song is like on my playlist, and I love it. Well, anything a parody, and then people would give you a free pass. That's which the is thing. Kind of fucked up. Is it's like he was he was joking, but it was very like he made this song being like. I know this is happening, so if I make it a silly song, then people will actually, yeah. they, they won't take me seriously, and then it'll get heard. Either way, it's a great song, and, um, oh no, what's his name? The guy who, uh, the Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is in it. They get a bunch of... of How do I know that name? Peter Dinklage. He's uh, Tyrion from uh, yes. Game of Thrones. Yes. And he was in it, and basically they just had a bunch of, of uh, little people uh, dancing around Danny Elfman. Oh, cool! And that's so they Sounds they like Willy Wonka. they masked it to be like, oh, the song is about little people, not underage girls. It's about underage girls. <laughs> anyway, back to what you yeah. were saying. No more underage girls. <laughs> so, um, before well, I mean, we dive into the, oh. does Red Zeppelin have a issue with? I don't think so. Little girls were not mentioned. This is okay. strictly. Um, Glad to hear. Just dude. So before we start talking about um, how Dread Zeppelin came to be, I have lists here. Um, Wikipedia was not super direct about um, when these members were in the band, but they just have lists, two lists. One was called members and one was called past members. But I don't know if the whole list of members are actually in the band right now. Have you seen on Wikipedia they have like the... They'll, they'll have, like, the timeline thing for bands and stuff. They, Dread Zeppelin they was didn't... not big enough to have one. For that's them. fair. But they, I, yes. I I like looking at those. Those just, they're, pretty good. they're nice to look at. And I like seeing, like, the little... I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a slut for graphs. I just really enjoy graphs in general. But um, that's a bummer that Dread Zeppelin isn't. They're big enough to tour worldwide, but not big enough to get a graph. And that's sort of... Also, worldwide was never really, like, unpacked. We don't know what that means. That could just be, like... They toured and they, they went to Australia once. Yeah, flew through Europe. And so that, that um, counts. But anyways, these names, I think you're going to get a big kick out of them. So first one is Tord Elvis. Yes. And this, um, hold on, I have my notes here. The actual, these are all like alias names. I would uh, hope Tord so. Elvis' real name is Greg Tortel. Uh, Tortelvis. See, now I get it. Um, the I next was thinking, one, oh, hold on. No, I, no, 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 no that continue. makes more sense. What were you thinking? I of? was thinking tortilla chip. But I wasn't sure where we were going from that. I was assuming it was for, like, 
They're all sort plays of like, like reminiscent of these people's like real names. Not all of them, but some of them. Well, because it's like, you know, the like there's Elvis in his prime and then there's like fat Elvis yeah. towards the end. So I assumed he was going for like fat Elvis, well, tortilla chip we'll eating Elvis. We'll get to Elvis. that later. But that's clearly. There's actually a point about Elvis. Oh, good. Did please tell me he like gained weight specifically for the role. We'll get there. Okay. Just hold on to your hat. So we've got Tord Elvis. The next, put Mon. Um, Mon as in, you know, sort of Jamaican slang. Of course. Um, The next, my personal favorite is actually I'm not going to say it's my personal favorite. It's a good one though. Um, Butt Boy. Butt Boy. B U T T Boy. Butt Boy. Um, Spice. Just Spice. Yes, just Spice. All right. Uh, and then we've got Bob and Ziggy Gnarly. I guess they're, I don't know if they're They're brothers. the Gnarly brothers? I don't really know. It's just, they didn't, it didn't really mention. Oh, and then Charlie Hodge. So those of are course. the original members, I guess. I don't quite know. Past members, Carl Ja, Ja Paul Ja, Cheese. Okay. Is Ed, it, is, that, hmm? is it Ja like, like, like Jamin? I have absolutely no idea i could not find any information about these people's like specific names how offensive should we make this not at all okay because i don't know i didn't do any research these are all white guys right i think some of them there weren't photos of all of them like i couldn't find this is like an extensive list from the music videos you showed me it was all white guys. it might be and that's yeah that's great the i does come back around to that at the very end i've got some representation yeah um so after we cheese we have ed zeppelin that's um, that one's my favorite. Just hang on. Uh, okay. After that, we've got fresh cheese. Now, fresh cheese was actually cheese's replacement uh, oh, later down the road when cheese left. Um, so you know, it's fresh cheese. So they kind of yeah, just new. It's cheese, fresh cheese. Well, they they kind of kind of shit all over him by being like, well, that's the I old cheese. I don't know if it was like. Fuck you, you left the band. I think he just had, like, other stuff. I, I don't know, right? There's, there's not that much about, like, their, the brotherhood. To, to be somebody's family. replacement, though, and just taking their name, that's probably... But I'm it might have been, like, a decision that he made, like, she's made. They're I think probably, that she's passed the name on. They're probably best friends. I bet. For all we know. After Fresh Cheese, we have Rasta Liman, and then Zsa Gabor, and Fernandez. All right. So these are all people that I guess have rotated through the band in past years. And Led Zeppelin is four men. So you yeah. you really you don't need more than four. No. No. Well, think like Rastafarian got a lot of instruments. Right, right. right? But I mean, like, like if you're you, at doing covers, you have the four core m- members with their instruments, and then you add the Rastafarian afterwards. Oh, so yeah. I'm guessing like five, six, max. I think so. Well, again, it doesn't really say much about like how many of them there were at each like segment. I don't think I mentioned that it started in 80. The band Dread Zeppelin was like it began in 89. Right. So long after Led Zeppelin was yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Because of. Not gone, but like the band was not Led Zeppelin, you know. Well, they, they, they dissolved because of. The tragic death of John Bonham. Yeah. Anyway. I think. Um, fun times. So, before Dread Zeppelin be- began, um, there was a band called the Prime Movers. Not a not a great band name, by the way. Like that's really. Pretty bad. I don't. I the think Prime it's Movers. 
when I was reading it though on it's Wikipedia, generic. I just kind of thought that it was like a, a section heading. Like it didn't really click immediately that it was a band name. But it's like movers and shakers, prime move. Like they're like we're it. I got. It. And I don't know they what, weren't it. Like what kind of music that they were making. So I don't know if the name fit. But um, so that band was uh comprised of Putman or Gary Putman. He was the bassist. Um, Kurt Lichter or Cheese. He was the drummer. I'm sorry if you have a name like Lichter. I know, and you. Why you, would why you? Cheese? Like, come. That's asking for. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna entertain any single Who possibility. Who Kurt did. Kurt Lichter. Like, you don't why, need to change anything. Why is Kurt getting arrested? He didn't. He didn't do anything to her. No, it's, he licked her. Kurt licked her. Like, you don't even like. That's just it. You. Poor some people have sick names, and I'm mad that they don't use them. You know, like you. You have a sick name. What do you? Did what? How? What? What? Oh. I still think redacted. <laughs> what? Redacted. I still think it's a cool name. Thank you. But Dee Dee is. I mean, Dee Dee's great. Dee Dee is all encompassing. Who knows what the D stand? No one ever will. Uh, so after cheese. Got Ja Paul Ja or Joe, I don't know. He's the guitarist. They were signed to Island Records. Um, and fun fact, their music was used in Michael Mann's motion thriller Manhunter. Manhunter. It's just called Manhunter. I feel like I know that. I think probably, maybe. It's it's either like a generic enough name that I've heard of. It's just like a thing that you would hear. Yeah. Just like someone wants me to hear. The 1986 film? Probably. Oh, oh yes, yes. This, yes. Oh. this is in 86, beginning in 86. Shit. That was like when the Prime Movers were sort of like happening. Shit, it's got a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. So awesome. You don't just put shitty music in a 93%. Well, no. maybe you do, but clearly they, uh, huh. Okay, yes, continue. So, the Prime Movers, um, they came to an end in 89, and then Japalja had the idea of the concept of Dread Zone. So the name came first, like before they had it all wrapped up. Um, and the three original members of like the Prime Movers so were like in the band and then they recruited two more people. Um, Carl Ja, and this is a quote, 300 pound Vegas era Elvis impersonator, Tortelvis or Greg Tortel. Um, and here's like a little fun fact about how they met him. And this is like featured in the music video. Um, supposedly, they met Tortelvis when he rammed his milk float, like a milk delivery truck, into the back of the band's car. Oh. Um, and they recreated this for the music video. That's like oh, wait, gets... that was the one where we. Yeah, that was yeah, the one you showed me. Yeah, he turns into Elvis. We'll discuss that. What? Move. Okay. Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. I. I have... Isn't that weird? I have zero questions about something like that. Elvis rams into you with a milk crack. Well, I don't actually think that he was. Dr- this is like he was. A, he was a Vegas Elvis impersonator, driving a milk truck on his day job. I don't think oh. he was like dressed as Elvis. I think he was just a regular dude. See, like he I'm was Greg Tortell. He's like coming off of a show. He's drunk and or high, and he is driving a milk truck. He's because, got his work milk truck. Yeah, because he's just got a milk truck. But that would be like a company no-no. I feel like he wouldn't. All this wouldn't risk stealing the company car and getting a DUI. I would hope not. This was also like the eight, so we don't know. Um, yeah, anything could happen in the eight. Um, so if by now the listeners are wondering how the heck 
uh, someone can ram reggae music and Elvis into the uh, Led Zeppelin realm. Already, Here is how. already reggae Zeppelin is enough for like a, your own band. And then they went beyond. But then also if you think about it, like Led Zeppelin has a song. It's, I don't really know how to pronounce it. I always just say Jamaica because someone once told me that the name of the song was meant to sound like someone saying Jamaica. So Jamaica. Jamaica. Anyways, moving oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is already like a reggae-esque. Mm. And they, they, I don't, they didn't transcend genres, but like they did a lot oh, of different yeah. genres. They I were, only, I have very, mm. I like Led Zeppelin, but I don't know enough about them to say that I'm a fan yet. But I'm like, I'm getting there. I like their music, but I don't really know much about the bands themselves. Like, I don't always do deep. This, I rarely, like, learn about the bands. I just I, listen to their... I, I talked to Matt about this. When I get into a band, I, like, I have, like, five bands that I listen to, and I know everything about them, and then every other kind of music. I'm an absolute moron. I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, but so, also, Led Zeppelin loved Elvis, and they used to, like, cover some of his songs at their concert. And apparently they that? ran into Elvis once at one of Elvis' concerts. So that's how, I guess, there is like a trying, there is some point where they connect. It's, so you might say it's not random, but it was a direct, absurd parody. He, absolutely. It totally is absurd. That would be a great segue point. It would be. We could come back to it. We can put a pin in it because I would like to. There are just more points of this that get a bit closer to absurdism, I think. Definitely. just We're just going to go okay. with it. So, next, 1989, the first label that they are signed with is Birdcage, Birdcage Records. Um, and the first Dread Zeppelin recording was, like, their, their version of Immigrant Song. Um, that's the one I really want to hear because that's like one of my favorites. Can we play it? Now? We probably shouldn't play it. But what about can... like a two-second clip of the like classic like opening scream? I can. Oh, is it Elvis screaming? Well, it's you. What are you gonna do if you're covering immigrant song? You I have mean, to do it. Yeah, I guess so. But like, okay, how about we'll I'll play it like very quietly and then we'll I'll yeah you can just react and then the listeners yeah. have to google it themselves well yeah we always put we'll i'll, I'll put yeah. the the thing in the description of okay. like the the oh. thing of it i will find it and you say um while freeman's finding this um i'll just you know their first single which was the immigrant song um also the the b-side hey hey what can i do sorry i cannot read my own handwriting um it was released I on their indie Birdcage found. Records label. Oh, you found it. Here's an interesting thing. There is Dread Zeppelin Immigrant Song and Dread Zeppelin Immigrant Song. There is the official Dread Zeppelin and Dread Zeppelin's Vivo. And I don't know which one to choose. I would say that one where Elvis is staring right at you. Do you, you trust Vivo? Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to... That's, oh boy. Oh, it gets good though. I don't believe you. Wait till he starts singing. See, I can't, 
I it's can't, not great. I can't. I can't be mad at it though because it does. Like you know what the band's about. Like what it's it's exactly what you should expect. I yeah. I just it's one of those things where like I don't I don't know what I was thinking it was gonna be, but it wasn't that. But I'm also like yeah, that's about right. Right. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything interesting here. Oh. I hope so. Their first indie record that they produced with Birdcage Records. Um, they. Their represses were done in a whole bunch of different colors. So they had them in red, green, yellow, blue, white, and a clear vinyl. These are like limited edition copies. So if anyone has those, um, probably they're very... probably not worth that much, but well, like $30. They're rare, but not expensive. I would pay expensive. a lot for them. Yes. What? Good. There. That's okay. a good, that is a very good, I guess. Like, there are a lot of, there are a lot of rare things that you would think would be expensive, but they're not. Yeah. There's and just... a lot of expensive things that are not rare, but people just. Well, like them yeah, people yeah i know exactly what you mean also a lot of the early songs were recorded in um in uh dave stewart's home studio um like like the eurythmics sweet dreams are made of this dave stewart would did they know him well i mean they were in his home studio probably i would okay see this is now they're now they're like so they have they have connections well yeah the prime movers was a big band like these were they were big this is in sierra madre california in 89 like there's people there people are like making weird music and, like, a lot of the other members, um, it's somewhere down here, a lot of the other members were, like, lead singers in, um, in like, L.A. local bands that were, I think, they're, like, like um, oh, I can't, oh, Rampage, Blue Frontier, and Public Eye. I don't know if any of those names mean anything to you, but, like, They someone... probably might, but I'd need to, like, think about it for a couple days. Yeah. It's a band with a name, so they Look it up with on, on Google, and then I'd probably be like, Maybe. yeah, oh, yeah, I knew that. Maybe. Well. I don't know. It's like LA local. That that doesn't really mean that much. That could just be someone playing in like art with 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 their like dad. Yeah, better. I I still I yeah I I mentioned earlier I have a very limited musical sense. Well, no, you don't. I'm saying like what I know, I know a lot about. But if you ask me about anything modern okay. or anything old, really, I have a very specific niche of the '70s and a bit of the '80s. Yeah, and even then, the seventies and eighties are spotty. I no, only, I know. I, it's very like if it was on like Canadian rock stations in the seventies, I probably know it just like out of virtue of my parents listening to it. And then, yeah, fair enough. No, I know what you mean. I basically stole my parents' music taste. Um, uh, um, oh, there's nothing crazy interesting in this next part at the end of their Birdcage Records. But one funny thing, um, they released a, like a compilation of singles. It was titled something I couldn't. It's German. I can pronounce it. But it was like a play on words of the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. Um, and they also issued a like special Dread Zeppelin live cassette, but only to the band's fan club, um, which was called Live on Blueberry Cheesecake. I couldn't find anything on the fan page, like nothing about this. Wow. So they're really so a bit of an enigma. But I don't know. I think it's just that people like really think like their demographic is not the note taker type. There's, I guess not. Right. No offense to anybody mm. who likes, but like, yeah, you're probably not gonna go home and edit their Wikipedia page. Right. But maybe you will. Um. Okay. So now we're into 1990, and this is the IRS years. Um. Uh oh. Oh, you mean like not not the IRS? I was thinking, this is IRS record. Okay, they're not getting audited. That's yeah. good to hear. No, that would suck. Um, but their first album with IRS Records, it was called Unled Ed. 
I think that that is probably an allusion to like Ed Zeppelin in the band and like unled Ed, unled Zeppelin, Ed Zeppelin, unled Ed. Not. Or like unleaded like gasoline. I don't know. I I'd assume that's where they were going with it, but who can say? Um. Okay. So they also I don't think I mentioned earlier they didn't just strictly stick to um. Led Zeppelin, they also would, like, mix some of Elvis Presley's music with Heartbreaker. Not, sorry, not Heartbreaker, with Led Zeppelin's music. So, for example, they're, like, most, the music video that they have is to Heartbreaker, but it's Heartbreaker slash Heartbreak Hotel. Like, he's done, like, a mashup of both of them. Right. You also showed me that one, and that one was also, like... Oh, it's very fun. Yeah. It's good. So, they're, they're really... I would say that they transcend labels because you can't really describe what they are. You just have to look at them and hear them and then you'll get it. Right. And it's just. Um, so they, that album had covers taken from Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin 2 plus Black Dog from Led Zeppelin's untitled fourth album. Um, so this is kind of funny. This is the lore about cheese and fresh cheese. Um, so shortly after they recorded Unled Ed, the drummer Cheese left. So Cheese is gone. Right. Um, and he was then replaced by Paul, I can't receive, uh, Maselli? I don't know if that's, I can't read my writing once again. But he, he was known as Fresh Cheese. And then weirdly, shortly before Unleaded, Unled Ed was released, the original Ed Zeppelin was replaced by his identical twin brother. They both happen to be proficient at the same instrument? I guess. I don't know. See, that's... Okay, see, now this is actually something I'm very curious about because you are a twin. Yeah. There is, from what I can tell, a very stark contrast. Either twins are very, like, buddy-buddy and want to be the exact same person, or they try to do everything in their power to be the complete opposite of each other. So I feel like they would be, if you're playing the same instruments, that's like, that might just be like the parent got like a two for one deal. So he was actually the singer, which gives him a little bit more freedom. Because well, yeah. you can be you could be a, singer a really bad singer and, be... and get away with it. But like, if you can't play guitar and you're a guitarist in a band. That's fair. Right? But that, it is one of those things where like, if they were both proficient enough to be able to sing for like a semi-popular band, they probably had a little bit of training, I would hope. And so, sorry, so he was a lead singer in other bands, but I think he was like a backup or a side singer when he went to Red Zeppelin. Okay. I think like when he was replacing Ed Zeppelin. Um, so Unled Ed was extremely successful, apparently. Like, they, they people loved them. Mm. Um, and next they recorded their second album. The name of this is very funny to me. Um, the title is Five Million Tortelvis Fans Can't Be Wrong. So I guess almost as like a fuck you to the haters. Like, look at, we've got five million fans. Um, there's something to talk about here. It's definitely better than you would imagine. Five million is like that. I will say that's probably the cap of what, how many people I would assume would know about them. But that's still right. pretty, like five million... I don't know what, what it's like in the music world, but I feel like five million is enough to be like, yeah, we're, we're, we're people like us. Yeah, we're a band. Yeah. We're, we're, we're love. Um, yeah, and so that also had some original songs and a Bob Marley cover. Um, 
Their next album that they were working on was called Albert. It was a rock opera about a rock critic who wanted to be a star. And this is apparently loosely based on a real rock critic named Hell yeah. Albert Goldman, um, which was sadly actually never materialized. Uh, the plan changed to an album of disco covers. Um, that's... And- hmm. Yes. So that's their downfall years, I'm assuming. Well, just wait. Oh, no. So sadly, during the like recording process... Um, where is this? I can't think. Um, both Ed Zeppelin and Fresh Cheese left after five million Tortelvis fans can't be wrong. And during the rehearsals for the new album, Tortelvis himself left. Ooh. I know. Big major blow. Um, and this is this is like this downfall. Yeah. Um so Putman, he's the bassist, he took over lead vocals and took on the name Gary B I B B or Gary Bibb. Uh, the album of disco covers, uh, it was called It's Not Unusual, featured guest spots, this is really weird, by Screamin' Jay Hawkins and Randy Bachman. Like, That's of the, the guess who. That's the guy. That's... What? what? Like, why, why is he, he there? Because he's also Canadian, so what was he doing hanging out with them? Well, Thread Zeppelin totally, like, they were based for Canada. They were in Winnipeg three times. Oh, apparently. I oh, was well, then like that, in 2093. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, they were like around smaller places. Um, I wish people could see. My dog currently has a blanket wrapped around his head and he can barely see. And he's just. He looks very. Oh, Please have something to say. Oh, yeah, we can't. Silence. I wish. I'm using a new audio thing, and it doesn't, it doesn't move the with the with the thing, and I'm not a fan. I don't think I'm going to use this odd. again. Um, this whole thing is a nightmare already, so I I'm just gonna I'm letting it happen. It's interesting. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So well, after Tortellus leaves the band, it honestly gets kind of boring. People just keep like leaving and then coming back. But I'm gonna jump ahead. Um. So. The sales for this disco album sucked, and they don't know if it was because, like, people just didn't like disco or mm. if Tortelvis left and people were sad. I think that that's why, honestly, personally. Um, the band was then dropped by IRS and dissolved. Um, like, completely dropped because they did so badly. Um, they're quiet for a while, and they didn't know this, mm. but there was an Australian band, um, INXS, a rock band, that they, they really loved Red Zeppelin. They wanted Red Zeppelin to open for them on their so, um, I've got this next. Tortelvis was then persuaded to rejoin the band. So we've got Tortelvis back. I wrote in brackets here, yay! Um, but without a recording label, contract, pardon, he could only perform at the May 8th, 1993 show at the Barker Hangar. Sad. One single reappearance. Yeah, but then it says later, like, this is the thing, the article is kind of weird, because, like, It'll say that a band member left and then immediately start talking about him in the band again later without having It's kind of all over. But, um, like, Tortelvis clearly did more than, I think he just couldn't, like, do a lot but, mm. but I guess he was doing still in the band at this point. Or he, he got back into the, the band. So Dred Zeppelin returned to the studio um, and their members, uh, Jean-Paul Jean and Rostali Mann produced and they recorded an album called Hot and Spicy Bean Burger. No comment. I thought you were. 
that's my comment. Okay. I mean, what do you what do you say about that? It is. There you go. I have nothing to say about it. Um. Oh, here's another one. Uh, in spring of '94, Dread Zeppelin appeared in National Lampoon's Last Resort and made a song for the end credit. Okay. And so then, they're uh, National Lampoon's pretty a pretty big franchise. Yeah. So they're there it is it is likely that some people may have caught wind of them right like the 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 cultural pulse is not not mad. yeah but there is a small chance you might know who they are and i bet they also like didn't call them. like it didn't it probably wasn't a hard band to get oh right definitely not well maybe we don't actually know if they had like some crazy like diva complex right like maybe they're really really Property, no like offense, but if you're an Elvis impersonator, you take what you can get, man. Well, yeah. Um, but then after this, sadly, Carl Jaw and Ed Zeppelin left shortly. And I think this is um, Ed Zeppelin's identical twin brother. I think. I don't know, because Ed mentioned me before. Right? Mm. Um, and in 96, they signed on to Im- Imago, Imago uh, the remaining members, and then they released Fun Sessions. I don't know what that meant. I think I might be reading that wrong. I'm just going to skip right over it. Um, um, and then after this, uh, Carl Jaw and Ed Zeppelin rejoined. So it's just like leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. It's just, it's, I yeah. I don't get it, but maybe they were like, maybe they kept trying to retire or something. I'm assuming just being a bastard, I assume it's one of those, like, they thought that they could do better and realized they couldn't and came back and were like, Hey, can we can we still can we still be in the band? Yeah, wonder. Um, after that, uh, they signed into in ninety nine. They signed with Cleopatra. Um, recorded Deja Voodoo, produced by Bob Gnarly, and he was the son of legendary trombone player Lloyd Uliat. Uliat. I don't know how to say that. Very legendary. Everybody knows him. Yeah, I know how to pronounce his name. I did it right. So the next option is. Not option, but I guess the next section is 2000s until present. So, like, they're still going. Um, in 95, they had a new production company, Cash Cow. Um, it, was, it was run by uh, the original member, Gary Putman. So, Put, Putman. These names are just driving me nuts. And uh, Greg Tortell, who is Tortell Best. Of they, course. Uh, yeah, right? Bandit is... Oh. Ooh, ooh. Oh, God, I think. Oh, no, I more meant. I think that. Oh, we can, ooh, we can cut this out. Don't worry. This is going to be heavily edited. You have to edit out the. You have to listen to that sound. Yeah, I don't. I hear ears. it every day anyway. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. My cat makes weirder sounds. Um, Speaking of, just a quick pause. We took Fish on a walk today. My cat's name is Fish. It's not a fish that we took on a walk. Um. But no, we, I came home and Darcy was, uh, she put the harness on the cat and we took him out for a walk and he was like, okay. So I think we might start taking the cat out for walks in the harness. Is he like an outdoor cat? He was. And then okay. we stopped that real fast because he was long story for another time. He was getting like taken in by another family. He thought he was a stray for like weeks at a time. We thought we lost him. And then we saw him being posted on someone's Instagram. We were like, that's my. I've been given conflicting information of whether or not a cat should be outdoors or indoors i think it because apparently it's like i've heard camps in on both sides saying that it's really bad for them to be one or the other my cats are indoor cats but that was just like 
we didn't want them to go outside because that's it's more work. Things, yeah. There's, there's a lot more to worry about. But okay, this still could be like a ten day conversation about that. And if maybe that's what the people want. No, we've got the the interest, the meat of this this. Okay, hit it. Um. Basically, there's nothing interesting. Um, the last little tidbit that we've got in this, uh, coming from the, oh, they recorded a Christmas album. Um, and one one thing, uh, oh, Tortelvis sang "Star Spangled Banner" at uh Chase Field, and they still do tour. The two original members there are Butt Boy and Tortelvis. Um, and uh, the only member to have performed. Um, on every record and played every live show to date is uh, is Putmon. Okay, so, so he's you know he's the heart of the band. Yes, not Tortelvis. Yeah, um, he's the face. He's the you know. He's what people think of. The next thing I looked at was the website that they linked me to on Wikipedia, and this was their website, like the Dread Zeppelin site. Okay. It was all normal, and then there was a little section that you could shop, and I looked at that, and they have T-shirts, mm. and. It was taglined, the t-shirt Robert Plant wore. And I was like, what? Robert Plant wore a Dread Zeppelin, like, wore Dread Zeppelin. And now they sell it on the website, and they're like, they, th- he wore our merch. Wow. It's $24 also, so I might buy it. That's not that expensive. I was going to say, like, it probably isn't because who's going to buy an expensive Dread Zeppelin t-shirt just because Robert Plant, well, okay. You can see, but I'm pointing to myself. That's fine. I mean, yeah. I m- merch for me is very. I'm very particular about it. I also just like. I like to wear things that are comfy, and most merch isn't comfy because it's made. It's made with you know the intent of just you know being a product for like another thing for people. Right. It's like look at this. I have niche interests. Which reminds me, we are launching a new brand of shirts. Yes, we are. We are. No, we're not. No, we're not. But we could be. We could be. If we get enough. If people, if people ever want them, which they won't. But you know, theoretically, we will make the worst quality T-shirts. They will be itchy and uncomfortable, and nobody will want them. Because that's. It's with the brand. Okay, but so on my website it also says that they made a documentary film. It's complete. Except the reason that it is not out yet is because they can't get the rights to all the music, and they're trying. But it's their music? Oh, because... I don't know. Is it the... Because I was going to say the record companies may have rights over it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Probably the IRS. But the IRS records, records, that is. That's too bad, though, because, like, you know, we need to get the word out about Dreads Up. I mean, that's what we're doing right now, but, like... I think that their time is passing. I don't know if they are in their prime. Um... And these little descriptions. I thought I would give you the sort of intro, like, like, I guess, a bio. I want to know who these guys are. What makes them tick? Tell me facts. There's no facts about my I don't know anything. The only one I have in any of is, um, Tortellus, like, like, the, the last thing, thing I have is, like, like, like right after the same. Okay. Um, but this is amazing. They're very funny. There's, this is, how many are there? There's, um, one, two, three, four, five, six little bios for these photos of the men. I'll give the name. So, so first, we've got Tortellus, who is described as a big man 
big boys. A pussy cap, black belt, in karate. What? Like, like this all is all Never, never figured it out. I know Elvis went to war. What? You don't remember that? He fought in a war. I'm pretty sure he fought in a war. He fought, because, like, he, he was, like, because, you know, you know how, like, um, got, like, the polio vaccine or whatever? Um. And then it was, like, hey. I, what? No. No, it was, like, a thing where, like, hey, Elvis got the polio vaccine. That means, like, we can, we can trust it. And, like, okay. it was, like, a thing where, like, if Elvis did it, people thought it was cool. And so he got the polio vaccine on, like, live television. That other people. Well, that's much later. Yes. But, but he also went to war and was like, I'm going to fight for my country. And then a bunch of people signed up for war. It was like, Elvis is in the war. Maybe I'll fight with so Elvis. he's like an incognito Uncle Sam. Father Sam. I think they kind of, I, he was so big and they were just like, hey, just if you do it, then we'll all do better. It was also yeah. like, it was a masculinity thing. Yeah. It was like, if you didn't sign up for the war, you were seen as a weak person. Right, and like, if the king brought on roll Yeah. But then again, there was a whole thing about Muhammad Ali not signing up for the war, specifically because he was a peaceful man. But also, yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, like, why do you, I don't, if I love my life and I'm happy, just signing up for war is not a mask. Or, like, not signing up for war is a mask. I want my perfect life. I will never sign up for a war. actually maybe, yeah, maybe veer away from this slightly... Increasingly political no, let's, let's get political. I don't know. We can leave, like, the <laughs> idea of, you know, conscription versus voluntary enrollment. That's someone else. I'm never gonna go to war. No, me neither. I would never. I'm ne- like, I have friends who went in, re- like, reserves, and, like, props to them. I don't have the willpower. I don't have the stamina. I don't think I'd be helpful. I don't- I would be bad. I could I do paperwork. Bad. I know some people do paperwork for the army if they were conscripted, but, like, even that is probably- I'm not, I don't have those talents. You know, I'm not getting sad for you about war. Oh, but the good ones are coming up. Oh, good. Alright, there's one on here that just caught my eye, and I think you're going to love it. I thought of you when I was writing it down. Okay. Um, this one's kind of meh. But Charlie Hodge is known as the man who hands Tortalvis his water and his towels on stage. Pretty much, like, that's pretty shitty. That's like, okay, you're a side character. Yeah, that's just straight up. It's you like, are okay, bitch boy, you ta- are basically, like, you're the team manager. You're, like, you're, you're the water boy for the basketball team. Does he also play an instrument, or is he just... I think so, I don't know. Okay. I think he was on a... He, he did something. He was, like, that's producer. Just, if that's all he does, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But if he has another job and that's what he's known as, that's mm-hmm. a bit of a bummer. This is a good one. Uh, Butt Boy. Butt Boy is a big-scale celebrity who everyone gets excited about. I think that was, like, a dig. I think that's supposed to be, like, oh, everyone knows Butt Boy. I like, assume... No one knows Because nobody... Yeah. But I would know Butt Boy. Well, um, yeah, but that's... Oh! This is the ultimate diss. I fucking, I was, like, shocked. I had to put my pen down when I read this. Like, it's a slow, it's like, it's a low, low, and it's subtle. Um, Carl Jock, quote, one of the top 10,000 guitar players in the Richmond, Virginia area. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty, there's probably a couple of children around that, around that level. Right? So, yeah, that's, um. I wonder if the website is made by them and they have a I good sense so. of humor, or if they just have a publicist that hates I think them. it is by them, because this seems like, why would they not be a little bit self-deprecating? Like, they're recognizing that they're adults doing something ridiculous. That's definitely the biggest thing for me, is like, if you can't have a bit of a sense of humor about yourself, fuck all the way off. 
Like, everything in the world is silly. Nothing is, like, nothing should be taken seriously. At all. Right, especially if you're in a band. Um, oh, this is funny. Vice, quote, a model of integrity. And my personal favorite, Ed Zeppelin. Ed Zeppelin smokes a fatty, kills it on the Congos, man. So I don't know who wrote these, but this is like Wh- someone chose these. Okay, see, now this is coming from me who's not smart. Is a Congo an instrument? I'm familiar I with the have bongo. I no idea. And I I'm familiar with Congo as, as a location. The, 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 yes. The Congolese. Place. Yeah. Just, there was, what is it? It's the Republic of. Yeah. Correct. Yes, that's what it is. So. Yeah, the REC. He plays the Congos? I don't know. Or did I you have... write. No, I wrote it correctly. I know it said Congos. Okay. But I... Maybe it said Conga. Congas. I wrote Congas. Sorry. A Conga. Conga. Conga that's must a, be a drum of some that... kind. Well, because it's a. Conga is a genre of music. Oh. So I'm assuming it's like a. He... He, he plays a, an instrument associated with it. Maybe. Like castanets and um, whatever castanets are associated with. So now we're spending too much time with Dread Zeppelin. I want to wrap this up so that we can talk about <laughs> Okay. Robert Plant loved Dread Zeppelin. And I think that might be the most important thing. Yeah. You might be listening to this and thinking, oh my god, wow, this is a disgrace. Robert Plant must hate this. Uh, he loved them. He yeah. apparently literally had their music in their car not apparently i watched a youtube video where robert plant was being interviewed about them and and he said that he kept their music in their car and he really liked their version of heartbreaker slash heartbreak hotel that's i i enjoy it because i can only imagine being an artist and having because they say uh imitation is the greatest form of flattery and it's like if somebody if i made something so influential that somebody went and then did it again but did their own thing with it it's like that must be the greatest honor in the world to me. Yeah. And it's not like it's nice to see that they're not like, oh, this is a disgrace to, to my legacy. Like, it's fucking you know, ridiculous. They, they, and he it's could funny. be all like diva y about it, but Robert Plant's just like, no, this is funny. Yeah. Like, it's great. He's, he's, he called them all talented. Um, here's, there's not that much other interesting stuff. Uh, some guy named Seamus Bellamy was talking about them. He said, uh, yes, there is a god, and Dread Zeppelin is proof that she loves us. I just thought that was good. Um, he also says, these guys were the musical snow leopard of my early teenage years. Um, scoff if you will, but at its height, the band was damn, the band was so damn good at what it did that Robert Plant kept their music in his car. So. I, yeah, I trust Robert Plant. I tr- absolutely trust Robert I feel like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Um. The only thing that remains is um, the lore behind Tortelvis and his relation to actual Elvis. So he would, Greg Tortell or Tortelvis, would tell this like birth story. Um, basically, Elvis was his father. Uh, he reveals, and this is a direct, like I wrote this down from this article. I didn't totally understand what it meant. It wasn't the best written thing, but it's fine. He, he reveals that Priscilla bore him out of wedlock when she was 11 or 12, uh, I'm not sure. That's a quotation from, like, like this is what, this is what Tortaldis said. So he, this is like, you know, he's, he says this sometimes at what like concerts. What the fuck? It's all a joke. Just, okay. uh, if you are shocked now, it, it, like, it's, it's, it's I, exaggerated. It's like, a, I think that it is supposed to kind of be a jab at, like, Elvis's notoriously problematic relationship with Priscilla. 
Well, I was going to say, because I know a lot of Elvis impersonators like to go full in and they don't drop character ever. They're Elvis. So to, to take it a step further, be like, I'm Elvis's illegitimately born Well, he's son. not Elvis. He's Tortelvis. Right? right. This is why. And so this is, it gets funnier, right? Okay, listen. So my daddy Elvis was a little embarrassed. He shot me up into space. I was on Skylab for about two years. He says that he then landed in the Southern California backyard of the man who raised him, Daddy Telvis. Uh, apparently, he used to sometimes slip out of character and refer to himself as Greg, which I think is great. That sounds about right. Yeah, and he would say to the producers, yeah, cut that, ignore that, you know, yeah. like redacted. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, the rest of it all is just kind of, you know, what Cortelvis said once, like, the band is apparently calling, calling attention to the absurdity of bands getting rich off of essentially plagiarized music. So they, for example, they, like, the examples they used were um, Kingdom Clone, White Snake, and Bonham. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I don't, you know, that's a quote, not an opinion of mine. Um, but then I, I was looking at some Reddit threads because I just kind of wanted to see what the people were saying. And Reddit's where you get, you, you really get the pulse of, yeah. of what, what the, what, the, what the salt of the earth thing. But so I read really, it is, the most interesting thing I found, though, was just other cover bands. And this is the fun Oh, good. So if you were going to make a sort of like jab at capitalism, um, like mass produced food vibe uh, while, while impersonating, if you will, uh, Black Sabbath, what, what would you do? I feel like you're directing me towards a very specific avenue. Yes, I'm trying to see if you can guess them. Because they're not all, like, this one might not be the easiest to start off with, but there's a couple I think you'll get. Because you said capitalism. Capitalism and Black Sabbath and... Think mass-produced food, specifically. Yeah, I'm thinking Black Forest Ham Sabbath. That's really good, but no, I think you'll like this more. I probably will. Mac Sabbath. Uh, lyrics were, were remade or reworked to pertain to fast food, and all the members dressed up as McDonald's characters. Oh, Mac is in... McDonald's, Mac right? Mac, Mac Sabbath. McDonald's. Yes. Okay. Um, the next one, I don't really know, but it sounds that this might be sort of like a biblical reference, like maybe Christian rock of Metallica. What can we think of? What is a biblical name that sort of, sort of sounds like Metallica? It starts with an M. Mike. I think a bit weirder. I don't know Bible stuff. I wasn't. I don't. I don't. Metallicai. What's that? Malachi. What's that? I don't know. Metallicai. That's okay. all I know. I didn't. That one didn't. And <laughs> then, okay. If you were going to join or start a Pink Floyd cover band doing polka music covers, what would you name the band? Polka Floyd. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's... that was what. Yes, come on. Um, this next one is pretty good. Think Japanese fish pond and Joy Division. What well, Joy Division? Yes, it so is. So now we're now we're now it's just word association. Yes, but the last one is kind of more, uh, you know, on topic with today's shit show. Um, the Talking Heads reggae band. What would you? What would that? Be? You know, you know this. It's it's like it is, should be like the only obvious one. See, this is where I'm 
bad because obvious answers are but not. But obvious in that, like, the things that we've talked about today should give you enough clues. Definitely, I would have said, like, talking dread. That is it. Because that's the only yeah. word that I associate with. The talking dread. And so earlier you mentioned that Dread Zeppelin might not be the most authentically Rastafarian slash Jamaican band. Probably the not. The Talking Dreads seems to actually be that. It looks like a, I, I looked at videos of them. There was this one that, that did clips of their, their covers of, um, of uh, Burning Down the House, Psycho Killer, This Must Be the Place. They were all really good, first of all. But they were all, it seemed to be Jamaican men with traditional... Like, they know what's going on. They it, know it what was, they're it doing. It was more similar to, like, true Ross, uh, reggae music is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, it was, like, it looked less to be, like, a sort of a, a stoner, like, Cheech and Chong interpretation of reggae music. The Americanized yeah. concept. The, the Bob Marley triple distilled. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much wraps up my spiel about Dred Zeppelin. Um, and now you have all that information in your brain. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Probably nothing. Probably not. I'll probably look up one of their music videos and be like, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll forget. And then one day, 20 years from now, I'll remember it. And I'll just be like, man. That band exists. Yeah. And they'll all be dead. Guarantee they'll all be dead. So now we're going to move on to the less, the, the, the less so scripted section. Yeah. Because I've got nothing. I have something, but I don't have any thing. The thing I wanted to talk about, because mm-hmm. I only ever know my own perspective, because I only live inside my own brain. Yeah. But the day that I met you mm-hmm. is an interesting story from my perspective, because it really confused me. And I've <laughs> talked to you about it multiple times. And I need to know where your brain was. So we yeah. go to a university currently. Still go there. Yeah. Called the University of King's College. It's great. So my, my day that day. Um, so I'm going to do my thing first just because it's very short. I was sitting outside with my friends and a girl walked up. And I don't know who she is. It's Dee Dee. Yes. That don't was know me. that yet. She walks up and it was like, your name's Joshua, isn't it? And I was like nope that's not my name i didn't quite walk up and ask if your name was josh i you, you I were talking and with then us for sat on the periphery for like 45 minutes you were you were like and then i wanted around. to address freeman but i couldn't i didn't know his name i thought that i had forgotten his name but it turns out i'd never been introduced to right. him I, for whatever reason, thought his name was Joshua. For the record, for people who don't know and who haven't been listening, my name is Freeman. Yes, this is Freeman. It's and plastered everywhere. I interrupted Freeman talking to someone and I was like, your name is Joshua, right? Yeah. And he so politely was like, no, it's, nope, it's, it's Freeman. Just, just not even. No, I don't even, I think <laughs> you just said no, because I remember being like, oh my God, then what is your name? Right, because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you must have misheard it, but it's Joshua to Freeman. is It's There's one of those no, things. Yeah. But that was the thing that made it weirder was earlier in the day, we were talking about what names our parents considered giving us before we ended up with the name we got. And one of the names that my, my, God bless my mother, love her to death, wanted to name me Jeshua, oh. which was 
a, a biblical name. Like it said, it's Joshua. It's spelled Joshua, but with an E. Um, she wanted to name me Joshua, and then Joshua was too popular of a name, and she didn't like all the Joshuas, so she was like <laughs> Jeshua. And then my dad fucking shut that down real quick. And now it's Freeman. And I thank him for that. Um, also, Freeman is a family name, so it's actually it fits me better anyway. However, I had mentioned Jeshua, so I assumed that Dee Dee over here had heard from the outskirts me say Jeshua. I like that they wanted to call me Jeshua, and you thought, oh, so then it must have been Joshua. And I have no real excuse. And that was it, was you said you didn't hear that conversation at all. I just... So it just came from nowhere. Yeah, I had a really bad hunt. Yeah. And that's, I think, a very fascinating point, is some people look like they have <laughs> names that aren't there. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, do you... It, it's not something you let someone know, where it's like, oh, you look like a... But like you don't man. look like a Josh. You look like a Freeman. I don't so, know why I So then was... Joshua just appeared to you. Maybe it was one of those things where, like, Joshua is a common enough name that if you said Joshua, like, you were bound to be no, right if you I was convinced people. that was your name. So where did that come from? I don't I, Okay. I did. It was there. That's I fair. I, don't, I still don't know. I don't know. And love you. Don't, where did you come from? What does that mean? Because you just showed up and I didn't know. I was with Jordan. You- Oh, right. Remember, you guys were sitting outside with Jordan. Right. And then Jordan asked me, or I asked Jordan what they were doing and where they, they were like reading somewhere and they said, oh, come out to the quad. Okay. And then I. Because I don't. And I kind of knew Victor before. Right. Okay. Because I was not familiar. I'm not familiar with anybody. I keep to my own circle and I don't interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know who this is. I don't know why they're here. But okay. But then I was. And so that was also because we talked very briefly that you just know Matt intrinsically. I just somehow, somehow you know met him, him in, on campus. I don't remember when. I don't remember how. No memory in my brain. Sorry, Matt, when you listen to this, it's not that you are not memorable. It's that I just don't remember it. Right. Sorry. And if it makes you feel any better, Matt, I didn't like you when I met you. <laughs> Burn. I don't remember if I, told, if I told Matt about this. I hope he listens. I hope he skips this No, one. I know Matt knows this because I remember we were once sitting, chatting at school, and you just talked about how you didn't like Matt at first. I must, he was there. I must. Well, yeah, because was, he was too, we, we had too much in common, and it was like, he's, he scares me. <laughs> Matt scared me at first. And it's like, but then I got to know him as like, oh, shit, he's way, he's way cooler than than me and now i'm like he needs to be my friend and here we are and it no he's just snoring he's having a nice news um but i don't have anywhere to go from there you had you the iphone case story you were telling me earlier you started telling me the story and i was like stop it save it for the podcast i want to hear this because you said it was funny this just makes me happy because i would love to hear i I purchased for my, my lovely mother a cell phone case yeah. from a website called Light in the Box. And I didn't Are know anything about it. Are those the cases that light up? No. No. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. So they do, they do like, uh, they do a bunch of stuff. It's, it's just like a Chinese company that mass produces like a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so I found like a heavy duty one and it was like, it was like, advertised like a man's man one but it came in purple and my mom like purple purple. i have since been bombarded with light in the box 
advertisements. <gasps> and there is such a specific niche of t-shirts with sayings on them that are very exclusively old white male Christian American. Like built. Utah vibes? I'm just going to read a couple of them okay. because they really. Sorry to anyone in Utah. They're, Not really. Uh, they're so. They're, they're, you can't describe them any, anywhere beyond like if you know an old conservative white man. He has these shirts and he's real proud. So, like of them. a Christian hunter who really just hates the world and any freedom. Yeah. But, but like, like his, just disguises that in his supposed love for like what Americans describe right. as like freedom. Here's a shirt that says gun control means using both hands. That's a good one. That sounds like small penis energy. It, yeah. Um, here's, I always. Oh, there's a bunch of these. It says, I asked God to make me a better man. He sent me my son. I asked uh, for an angel. He sent me my daughter. And it's like, well, that's sweet. That's sweet, but... There's... But it's... It's not how conception works, though. It's mixed with, like, things... Are there any anti-evolution ones? I really want to get to that. They're definitely... They're very, like, it's the... It's I'm pro-evolution. Like, it's not the Christian... It's It's the American Christian, which is, like, it's white Jesus shit, which is like guns and abortion, no abortion and all that shit. So here's the, I'm a grumpy old man. I'm too old to fight, too slow to run. I'll just shoot you and be done with it. So you're a coward. And it's Save like, yourself the text and the, the money for printing each individual letter. Just shirt that says coward like with why, an American flag. Why, like, why would you, anybody purchase these kinds of shirts? If the government says you don't need a gun, then you need a gun. Well, Freeman, it's to, the fastest way to get yourself onto a no-fly list. Come on. It's just like, man, like, I really, you know the kind of people who wear these shirts. I'm sure people have met them. Yeah, they're the kind of people who put in their Tinder profiles, I'm really just not a bad guy. Well, yeah, and it's like, there's, there's ones where it's like, there's one that was just like, my wife is batshit crazy, and I love her, and she gets really angry all the time, and... Dude. Like, um, and like, it's just like the Joker thing, like Joker and Harley Quinn. What is it? Like he was, he was her queen, and God, God save anyone who disrespected her or something. Like, yeah, do you know what I'm talking like, about? You know the quote I mean. I don't care about like religious people doing whatever they want, but when you have shirts that are so like, I am correct about religion, and here's my statement about it. It's always so or fascinating. It's just like perverting religion to justify your own violent actions or like violent ideations about like morality and what what is okay to do to people. Just as you know, you know, you can't just treat everybody as a means to your end when that end goal is some bizarre sort of like Christian dystopian gun filled mechanized yeah. agrarian. Future. But then also mixed with all of this is a Juneteenth celebrating Black Freedom shirt. And it's like that doesn't that doesn't add up. So these so these people are are, you know essentially Sounds like they can't really make up their mind. They're white nationalists for sure. Yeah. But then also they're supportive of Juneteenth and I'm everybody's multifaceted. It's just one of those things that I, I get very It's complexity. Yeah, everybody's got layers, but I just really like Shrek. We're gonna, has onion layer. we're gonna leave that one there <laughs> what there's i i i should have like made a list of them oh here we go i i love the hey snowflake ones the like just it's 
Anyway, it was just, it kind of bummed me out, but, like, my, the algorithm for whatever I, I shot for online is so fucked up at this point, I don't really care. Right. No, I know. Funny photo on my phone. I don't actually have it on my roommate's iPad. Well. It's fine. It was a picture of uh, Dread Zeppelin, of Tortelvis wearing a Robert Plant shirt beside the photo of Robert Plant wearing a Dread Zeppelin shirt. Oh, that's good. That's, oh man, what the, there were celebrities who wore shirts. Oh, was it was um, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh yeah! Jackman. They wore t-shirts of each and other. And it kept I going. Yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. Dude. You're gonna. He's gonna kick me. He's gonna scratch his eyeball out I one know. day. Stop it. Hey, bud. It'll... Poor guy. I feel bad. It'll... We're not reprimanding him. We just feel bad because he's uncomfortable. He's a. He's an old man. No. It's fine. What we could talk about. We could unpin the thing. I. You know what? I'm. I kind of want to hold it off for okay. Matt because I know Matt is really. Matt will love it. He's we'll a very that. like. Okay, Matt. I'll save you some some treats. <laughs> Matt would love some treats. Yeah, we got butt boy and treats. That's the other thing is we could say whatever we want about Matt right now, and I, the odds of him listening all the way through this is low. Matt, this if is I'm a test. This. If you're listening right now, the next time I see you, you can punch me in the arm. Not lightly, hard. Lightly, but lightly like, enough. Lightly. I don't think that he'll listen to it. I really, you Might, know he what? Probably will. Maybe he, maybe he's panicking and maybe he thinks right now, like maybe he is just like white knuckling the desk being like, DD's ruining the podcast. DD's ruining it. See, that's the other thing is part of me really wants to just leave this, like let this be and then send it to Matt and be like, have fun. We could do we that. We just send him like a nightmare of, of footage and it's just like, just be like do you go creative control. Do whatever you want because I don't know what to do because I really like, I don't have a editing voice yet. Matt's been editing for quite a while. I've been editing for like maybe a year. So I don't have I don't have a distinct style yet. Yeah, I don't have any. That's I mean, yeah, it's it'll be fine. I tr I trust Matt, but I also one bad episode is not going to kill us. No. Two bad episodes will be fine. Yeah. As long I mean when when Matt comes back I'm sure I'll have plighted to stay. Oh, yes. I'm very curious about his California trip. Me too. Because California is one of the few places that I actually want to visit at one point in my life. I think. But I wonder how he's going to feel about very. I think he's going to hate it. Good. I that was my goal. Matt is. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know. I, it's hard to say platitudes about people to be like, Matt is this way because then everybody else will be like, no, he's not. I think Matt's, a, love Matt's a guy. I think Matt will enjoy the Dread Zeppelin content, but I think he might want to do it. Differently. See, my, my initial, and this is in no offense to you, my initial impulse is to like digitally speed up the audio of it and just like fucking barrel through it and i think that'd be kind of funny because who the fuck really cares about Red Zeppelin? that's the thing though is like if you care about it then it's important enough to mention like what is this show anyway it doesn't represent anything dread yeah. zeppelin is a form of entertainment it's absurdist and 
that's see that's the thing is like that what what we do i still haven't like we in our very first episode we never directly addressed what the show was about right you don't have like a mission statement that means you have no boundaries right but it also means oh christ bandit is getting down he's doing a little stretch around the microphone good stuff buddy um but i think now like midway through our first decade of episodes to do a briefing of what the show is the initial the initial idea was simply me and matt like a lot of forms of entertainment movies games music and we talk about it too much and so the show was going to be whatever we're thinking about relating to that but then it turns into a bunch of other things but most of the time we just talk about like media shit because that's what we that's what we relate to yeah i think everyone relates to media shit well it's the easiest thing to connect on and matt likes to get real cerebral with it and so do i and so it creates this dynamic of like just like either going really like ham into a specific topic or just talking about it in a really silly manner. Why do you think people say going ham? How does that relate to going crazy? Like, do, do people you, usually go... Do you actually, it, like, want... Because I know the real answer. I would like to know, but before I, you tell me, I want to, like, is it because... Try and figure it out. People always want a lot of ham when there's ham being served. Like, they're going ham, meaning they're, they're going, like, ham feral, so they want a lot of it. So That's they're going crazy. Definitely it. You think you're lying. It's, is it, it because ham is crazy? It's just crazy, crazy town? It's, like, an, what it, is it? it's an acronym. For what? Hard as a motherfucker. Ham. Are you? When you're going ham, you're going hard as a mother. That, that's what it means oh when you're God. going ham. Oh, I, sweet, but don't. That's chocolate. Um, he almost ate a chocolate covered pretzel. Not really. The bag is sealed, but I'm nervous because Doc can get through them. Oh, yeah. He, um, he he ate uh, the handle off of a, of a plastic bag earlier today, so no, wouldn't put it past him. Oh. Good, good meal, good snack. Um, good dog. What is your favorite movie? I hate that question so much. Well, we have to make something out of it. I know, but I like finding your favorite What's a movie you enjoy that's the a thing movie. is like i can't i can't pick a... it doesn't have to be the movie it doesn't have to you don't have to like rank them that's but the just like, like name a movie and we'll talk about it there is a the movie for me and i don't know what it is i really enjoy like see i like baby driver a lot but like it's just a bummer because now like the kevin spacey and the other guy are like sexual predators so yeah. like makes it hard to watch him now real like that's a fun movie Ooh, okay have you ever seen uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind um i started watching it once and then i i don't remember exactly what happened but i didn't finish oh, it it's such a cool movie jim oh, carrey is such a good oh, actor jim carrey is he is a very good comedic actor but he's one of those like comedians are really good at drama because i think comedy is like to dive headfirst into comedy is really difficult. I also feel like because he he's not just like a like a he's a talented man. Com- but I I feel like he's he he also does like 
physical comedy. Not only like it's not like all, it's not like slapstick shit, but it's like he He's can good with slapstick. his bits are very much both like conversational, but like very subtly like sort of like it's his movement action based. And yeah. so because of that, he's he's really good at like micro movements or sort of like like body language, and yeah. that cannot not translate well, right? In in any sort of like serious setting. But he's fantastic as like a genuine, um, like dramatic actor. And that movie is. Do you know anything about it beyond sort like, of? Yeah, I know okay. that he's getting like 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 electroshock therapy type vibe to forget the relationship. Right? Essentially, it's it's like a like a weird um like possible future where people can remove memories right. of another human and they like they go inside the brain and they remove every memory associated with an individual i'm sure the movie goes through all those memories that are being erased yeah he yeah. goes his 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 girlfriend and him break up she erases him he finds out about it so he erases her while he's erasing her he realizes he doesn't want to erase her mm-hmm. and the movie follows him going from his latest memory of her which is them having fight and breaking up and then going backwards through the relationship as he's trying to stop it but mm. he's in his own head so he can't physically he can't move but he can like okay distort. wait no, no more because now i want to watch this I'm it's intrigued. such a cool movie and i highly recommend anybody watch it i also think that that the one good thing about jim carrey like one thing that he has above everyone else is because he's such a weird um comic is that the word What's the noun for a uh, for a comedian? Comedian. He's such a weird comedian. I right. mean, comic is also comic yeah. Is, yeah. People but usually associate that comedian. with like um, yeah. He's really good at doing the like sort of unhinged, subtle madman type of thing. He's he's like a Robin Williams, where like you just let him do what he wants, and right. he nails it. But like in the Truman Show, like you watch him slowly sort of fall deeper and deeper into this like like you you watch him just sort of descent into madness, as just kind of like. They're very similar and movies it, in it's terms of really like good. you watch Jim Carrey slowly lose his mind as his reality is ripped away from him. Yeah. Apparently, I think it's because he's actually insane in real life that he knows how to play insane people. Oh, he's not. Yeah, there's something going on upstairs. Yeah. Like the mask. Oh, my God. I also heard apparently he, he retired after filming uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And that makes me kind of sad, but also like I good on him for nice that he retired before he fucking had a breakdown well yeah he 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 was done when he was done yeah but also are you you're familiar with uh when he did the riddler in the bad bat movie maybe which he is did the, the riddler is that the one with val kilmer there's a lot of them but is this um, with val kilmer i think so i can't remember which one is which but he was in one of the bad ones but he was like it's jim carrey it's the riddler like you can see them mm-hmm. together because it's like a really cartoonish silly is man he- is Jim Carrey bad or is the movie just bad? The movie itself is bad, but I think Jim Carrey did an okay job. Okay. I'm very upset because I love the um, the original Tim Burton Batman mm-hmm. duology. And they were in talks to do a third one. And Robin Williams, one of my favorite actors of all time, was going to be the Riddler in the third Batman movie mm-hmm. with Mike Pete. And I would have goddamn lost my mind if that existed. Good. It'll never happen. No, but you can dream about it. I can dream, but the, it, but it was so, it was so close to reality, and it just sort of, I, you know, 